0: Welcome to the Juliet Luna podcast, where we traverse everything Nigerian, from food, politics, travel, arts, culture, personalities, and every other thing that you can think of. This is your zero negative, fully Niger-loaded zone. Sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Hey, Juliet Luna, thank you. And thank you for the love I've received and I've gotten so far. And great job, great great job on what you're doing there. And um, this guy's just a beginning, Juliet. And um, I just want to say a very big thank you for appreciating the nurses, doctors, nurses, and everyone the lab scientists, everyone working at this difficult time during this pandemic. Thank you very much. And um, I would be happy to be on your shoe any other time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much, Essayogene. That's Essayogene from Ireland, Dublin. Thank you for appreciating what we do on the Juliet Leona podcast. Yeah.
0: This life I can't keep myself. I can't keep myself. I can't keep myself. Allow me to flex. This life I can't keep myself. I can't keep myself, oh. I can't keep myself Allow me to flex Many, many years me I done the good Rock the mic me I rock the show Many, many hit songs when I go Still them go save me and not they try I see them complain of Kanye West In speaking mind the people best. Everybody wants to be the best But the world can do without the best I oh talking
1: about not killing yourself the world health organization says that one in four nigerians suffer from mental illness but progress is being hampered as a result of the low budget and lack of skills that you can imagine nigeria has highest case load of depression and ranks 15th in the world with regards to suicide rates. Yet, out of a population of 200 million, we barely have up to 200 psychiatrists. I think that's a cause for concern. So I just thought about it, everything that is happening in the whole pandemic situation. Uh, mental health illness is sort of stigmatized in this part of this world. So I brought in someone who is an expert, who is a mental health advocate, to so, you know, educate us and to offer you know, some solutions on how to build. Mental health and resilience. Grace, yes. thank you so much for honoring my invitation to be on the Julia Leona podcast. So without further ado, can you introduce yourself briefly? Hey Julia, thanks
2: for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited and I am honored to be here. So my name is Grace Ojitan Midibo. I'm a life coach and a mental health advocate. I am the founder of Friends to Lean On Global Foundation. It's a pleasure to be talking to you today. How
1: did you find yourself so passionate about mental health advocacy? What was it that happened that um, pushed you into this vision that you're currently running with? I realize that you're very passionate about talking and teaching and facilitating about um, mental health advocacy and all of that. So what was it?
2: Yeah, indeed. I am always very excited when I get the opportunity to talk about mental health. So when you called me, I was like, yay, another opportunity to share my knowledge and to share my vision about mental health. So here, here is the thing. I wanted to study medicine. I wanted to study medicine with all my heart and did everything humanly possible to do it. But it didn't happen. I ended up studying physics. But when I was studying physics, I had my moments. You know, because in hindsight, looking at it, it wasn't really depression, but... At the time, I would call it depression because I was so, so depressed. I was like, no, this is not what I want to do. I want to do something else. So in my hundred level, I had my first bout with depression. And that period was was terrible, but thankfully, I had good friends around me that helped me, you know, encouraged me, and I got over it. Then, yeah, I finished studying physics and then started working. But even before I started working, again, it was another another stage for me to get a job, you know, to move on with life. But I felt empty because first I didn't get what I wanted to study. So I felt some level of emptiness and saw myself on a path that was somehow awkward. I was like, physics, what am I going to do with physics? And I became really frustrated. But the love and passion for mental health came around 2013, 2014. I was moved and It was out of curiosity. Although I had my bout with depression, but I wouldn't say it was because at some point I got better. There was no need to go see a, a doctor. So in hindsight, I would say it was just like an introduction to depression. Because compared to what I see now and compared to what I suffered at the time, it was, I mean you cannot compare. So my passion came as a result of curiosity and as a result of helping people because in this country, anything related to mental health is a taboo. People rarely talk about it. People shy away from talking about it. And because of that, I found a reason to go deep and deep into it. So curiosity came and I started studying. I started looking through. I said, asking questions. Why would somebody even be in a particular state of mind you know so the whole curiosity and the fact that I had my own bout with it nothing so so serious but because I had it and I see people suffering from mental health illnesses and mental health disorders I decided that I was going to take it up by studying and eventually advocating for the cause. yeah so it was personal experience and also, should I say, curiosity and the need to help my community. So when you're talking about mental illness, it is simply the presence of symptoms that may have a marked effect on mood, thinking and behavior. So it's that simple. So mental health is the person's ability to cope with stresses and make regular meaningful contributions to their community while mental illness is the presence of symptoms that may have a marked effect on mood, thinking and behavior.
1: Simple. Wow thank you so much for being vulnerable for sharing your experience with us, you know, I I did the research and I realized that according to the World Health Organization, one in four persons in Nigeria has a mental health issue, challenge, or disorder. However, in this part of this world, it's sort of stigmatized. You know, people find it very challenging to talk about their mental health issues because they are quickly relegated as scowling, scowling, or you know, the person is not okay or well, or, or those kind of words that we tend to use ourselves unconsciously or consciously so can you educate nigerians and some of the culture or just let's talk about what mental health means first let's just give a background to it because you'd be surprised not too many people know about it so what does mental health means what does mental health illness mean so those keywords i think people need orientation people need to be educated about this keyword type. yeah indeed um it is really sad that
2: in this part of the world Especially here in Nigeria, where people talk about mental health related issues in harsh tones. And it is simply as a result of the stigmatization. It is really sad, but we'll continue to try. And that's part of what we do, you know, at Friends to Lean on Global Foundation. It is our duty to continue to educate people to understand what it means to, to even be in a good mental health state and to have a mental health illness. So I'm going to attempt or I'll try to, to break it down so that people know the difference. So when you say mental health, what you're just saying is a person's ability to cope with stressors and make regular meaningful contributions to their community. Or you can just say mental health includes emotional psychological and social well-being it affects how we think feel and act it also helps determine how we handle stress and how we relate with others and even how we make choices so that's what mental health
1: is so you know you talked about how you had some struggles while in university and you needed help but you know that help is not, I don't know if it's changed now, but like, you know, a decade ago and some years ago, we do not really have like a functional, should I call it a guardians and counseling unit? Even when they call themselves counselors, the ease of access isn't necessarily there for you to be able to you know talk to someone about, you know, if you're having a challenge, if you're almost sleeping into depression. So I want to ask you now, what can we do? How can we begin to, you know, educate more people, you know, maybe starting from our educational institutions? Oh, thank you so much.
2: Juliet, for this keep... In fact, all the questions that you're asking me are questions that are very, very deliberate and questions that we need answers to. You're very correct. We just have some of those guidance and counselling departments as offices in schools. They're really not doing anything. And even when I had the struggle I had then, they... Student affairs—they'll tell you they have um they have um guidance and counseling department and all that. But is it functional? How functional is it? What's the awareness even as students? Hundred level. I remember there was no time anyone addressed us that if you're having issues with this and that, come to this um, department would help you. Even in secondary schools, you know, you see people struggling with things that they just need like a guide somebody that can just help them go through the process and make it a lot easier but no we do not have it and the solution i think is it has to come from parents as well it should be in their meetings when they are having meetings they should talk about these things from secondary school what is the what is what are you people doing with regards to your ca- guidance and counselling, we need to understand is it is it functional, is it working? Can students walk in there and come out smiling that yes, I feel better. So these are the things that we should be talking about. The government should enforce mental health education in schools to the level that when we where, where we need to know the basics. And these guidance and counseling departments that we're talking about—it is almost useless. I, I, I must be very frank with you. It is really useless. You cannot. Maybe some schools have taken it upon themselves to be serious about it, but for as far as I know, I doubt if 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 it is something that the government in Nigeria, parents and private schools, government schools, and tertiary um, um, levels—if it's something that they take seriously. So yes. We we'll continue to talk about it. I, I was even thinking about a program where we will go to schools and ask about their 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 guide, um, guiding and um, guidance and counseling department to know how functional it is, how many students, and how friendly and accommodating the people in that particular department. How they are towards the student? Because it's one thing to have a a department that cater to people that are struggling but the thing is how useful is it do you have teachers that would would scold you when you come do you have people that will talk to you in in a tone that would make you worse than you you went there or things like this are things that we should really really address
1: and yes slowly
2: but surely we'll get there
1: so what advice would you give to the government in bringing about sensitization to the public about mental health issues because as you can see there's a spike in the rate of um, depression and in the rate of suicide that's even the core of this
2: discussion. So much Juliet for asking this question Um, this particular question is very very important and I would say it's important because of the fact that we are in Nigeria and in Nigeria we have several cultures different tribes different religions, different things that I would say is a major problem when it comes to mental health related issues. In fact, recently I, I was reading and I found out that many years ago in um, Japan, depression was seen as a mood swing. Yes, it was not seen as a mental health um, issue. It was seen as just a mood swing. It wasn't, it wasn't under the category of a mental illness. It was recently that, not recent, but now they know better. So you can imagine Nigeria, we are way, way behind when it comes to relating our culture with mental health. I'll, I'll be very specific. We have a particular belief system in Nigeria, and that's our major problem. Several cultures, different tribes, different religions, all this put together is a major problem when it comes to mental health-related issues. So I'll give you examples, if if I can relate on a personal level. Uh, Not necessarily, but I can tell you for a fact that here in Nigeria, people are scared to come out to talk about their mental illness just because of the stigmatization. And in some areas, some people see it as a taboo when you even mention it that you have anything that is related to mental health illness. So it's something that we're really struggling. This is why we are out educating and letting people know that these things, these cultural beliefs, this belief system is the problem why people are not coming out at all. They are being stigmatized. It's even so bad that in some areas, people would go as far as looking through the history of a family to ensure that nobody in that family suffered from any um illness and um, mental illness before they died or if there's anyone that's currently suffering from any mental illness so if say for instance somebody's going to get married once they discover something like that it's a no no they will not go there so people are hiding their, their their mental health they are hiding it that's for those that are suffering one mental illness or the other they are hiding these things because of the the, the the belief around the belief system or the beliefs around you know mental illnesses, and again, some religious bodies will tell you that if somebody is suffering from a mental illness, then the person is possessed with a demon. So where, where they are supposed to go seek for professional help, they'll be casting demons in a church somewhere. So these things put together. A very serious issue that we need to deal with. So, we're trying in our only two ways. What we need to keep doing this because it is a major problem why people are not looking to get help. They are not going out. They are not seeking. They, they, they talk about it in a hush, hush tone because the, the culture does not accept it. Here in Nigeria, it is a taboo. It is a taboo. And that's really, really bad because people are dying in silence. The stigma. Is too much. People do not want to come out to get the help that they need.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Grace. So, on a final note, what recommendations would you give to people, Nigerians, and specifically on how to, you know, maintain and regulate their mental health? All
2: right, thank you, Juliet. We've really talked a lot about mental health. We've talked about the problems and everything surrounding mental health. So I think this is very important for us to talk about how we can build mental resilience. The thing is, there are practical things that we can do every day. Deliberate things that we can do every day to help us build our mental health and resilience. So I would go first and foremost, it is very, very important to have people... They say no man is an island, right? And because we're human beings, we are a network of people. So it is very important to have people around you. So that's when you're having, when you're feeling some type of way, you have someone you can talk to. When they say a problem shared is a problem half solved. It's not just the same. It's actually something that helps. So number one. Have like an accountability partner, somebody you trust and somebody you can share your pain or whatever you're feeling the time. And secondly, this one, I cannot overemphasize, working out, exercising. So this is what happens when you work out. Your brain produces endorphins and endorphins, endorphins, whichever way you want to pronounce it, is called the Pleasure or moon. So it helps to give you that feeling good. You know, so when you work out, you have that thing being secreted in your system, in your brain, and that gives you the, makes you feel really good with yourself. So that's very important. Working out, exercising, and you don't even have to do anything rigorous because people run away when they call exercise, you, people run away. Number one, you can take a walk. You can even jog and dance around your compound. You can skip. You can do just little exercise, something that will just keep your heart pumping so that's very very important and there's something called breathing exercise so when you you breathe you you take very deep like you you breathe very well it helps your lungs and it gives you some level of of um relief so you do that often you can also meditate you know so people don't understand what this meditation is all about So this is it. Meditation is a time alone when you're present with yourself. And if you're a a spiritual person, you can decide to pray. So, but meditation is very, very important. You sit down, you focus on something good, and then you think about it. And if you like, you pronounce certain things that will make you feel good. You just be in the present moment. Enjoy the present moment. When you do that, From time to time, you start to see how when you're having, you know, sometimes you have these negative thoughts all over you. When you start meditating, you start to see the difference. Meditation is another important thing. And then you try to have enough sleep, you know, so you don't shortchange yourself. I think an adult, according to myoclinic.com, will tell you that an adult, an average adult is expected to sleep for seven to eight hours. So it is very important try to sleep because by the time you should change yourself you start to become apprehensive you're not the rest will be half so you'll not be fully ready to take on the day's job so sleep very well try to sleep very well and then there's this what reading does to you it keeps your brain a lot so Reading is also interesting. Engage yourself in puzzles, riddles. You know, try to challenge your brain. You know, build build your brain. Try to expand your brain in such a way that you'll be ready to take on anything. So look for puzzles, look for riddles. Engage in intellectual and conversations, things that will help your brain keep moving, keep working. So you know, you you purge yourself of negativity, and this is very important because the whole mental health. And mental illness starts from the thought we have before it becomes, it starts to show in our behavior. So, what we're thinking, we are exposed to a lot of things. We get to see things from work from our families, from different aspects of life. So when you're alone and you're having negative thoughts, it is time to switch it. So by the time you start to journal, so when you're feeling you're, you're having negative thoughts, you there's something they call to brain dump. When you brain dump, you you write out all the things you're feeling. While you're having these thoughts, you try to write them down. By the time you're writing them down, you're helping yourself to develop the act of shedding it, throwing it more like. So you're letting it out. So journaling it's also good to help you track your thought process and help you switch from negative thoughts to positive thoughts. So as you're dumping them, you're replacing them with something that can help you build positivity. You can you can use affirmations. If you're looking, if you're feeling terrible about yourself, you can create affirmations for yourself. That will make you feel good. And you do that all the time. You keep journaling. You keep writing down. You keep brain dumping. And trust me, you'll be good. No man is an island. That's very important. Keep good friends. Keep good people around you. Let them inspire you. Let them help you when you're you're down. And that pretty much. Thank you so much, Juliet.
1: Thank you very much, Grace. Thank you. So according to Grace, working out isn't just for boosting your energy. It can stimulate the release of endorphins, which are like feel-good hormones and they can help to improve your mental outlook uh, helps to help you to increase your confidence and help you feel better. So don't come and kill yourself, oh, my brothers and sisters. See you on the next episode where we'll be talking about sustainability and the environment in Nigeria. Bye for now.
0: Allow me to flex this life i can't keep myself i can't chuku. i can't keep myself i can't keep myself allow me to flex so, yo kokoko ko, 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 yo kokoko like when we no go say na Nobody no, they carry me past. Nobody, nobody they carry me pass. Oh, nobody they carry me pass. Nobody know me and they pray and fast. Only God he they carry me past. Only my Jeeva they carry me pass. Nobody, God, carry me pass. Oh, nobody they carry me past. This life I can't keep myself. I can't keep myself. I can't keep myself. Allow me to flex, uh. this life I can't keep myself. I can't trick who, I can't keep myself. Uh. I can't keep myself. Strengths. Strength. Yeah, 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 oh, oh. Don't Whenever I win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. So we don't care. Life we